everyone. How many times have your friends recommended a vitamin or a treatment or some natural health awesomeness that changed their life? Probably a lot. Blue Hive Health was designed to take that friendship to the next level. On this podcast, Giovanna and Stephanie will spend time debunking myths and introducing you to the latest in health and wellness treatments, all to support you and your family. Welcome to the Blue Hive Healthcast. Let's dive in. here. I'm here with Giovanna. Hey guys. And we are back with another episode of the Blue Hive Healthcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about coaching. Coaching and therapy. The reason that we chose this topic today was because, you know, we're sitting there and being like, why is a coaching episode or session rather so incredibly impactful? Why is this working after like years of therapy? Like why is this such an amazing experience? Like what am I getting from coaching that I wasn't getting from therapy? And what is therapy giving me that coaching's not giving me? And so instead of just talking about it at the kitchen table, we thought, hey, why not talk about it with all of you guys and see if maybe it helps you decide what you need for your life and next steps. Yeah, exactly. And that was, uh, yeah, we started on a really good tangent about that. And there's some real um, differences of who needs coaching versus therapy and vice versa and what they both do. And yeah, really, I, let's dive in because I think it's going to be a really good conversation for everyone to eavesdrop on. Me too. So I'm very proud and I'll say it loud and proud on a regular basis. I go to therapy. I've gone to therapy. There's nothing weird or shameful about it. And now I'm doing the same thing with coaching. I love my coach. I've been doing it for two years. It's amazing. And how long have you been a coach, Giovanna? I have been a coach since 2014. So what is that? Seven years? Eight Just years? Just a little bit of experience. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, great. And do you often get asked, like, what's the difference between being a coach and actually being in a therapy session? Do you get asked that question a lot? Yeah, I get asked that question a lot. I've also had clients that I work with say, you know, oh my God, I got more out of this one coaching session that I did in eight years of therapy. And that's probably because they weren't the right candidate for therapy. Yeah, um, not that we're not in therapy. It's right, not that, essential. Exactly. I again, loud and proud. I have a therapist as well. I I don't believe in any stigma around therapy. I think I literally think everyone should have a therapist in this day and age. Um, but so, but there is a difference in how it's delivered, but also in who it's for, really. And I think that a lot of people don't know which one they need. Mm-hmm. And why do you why do you think there's so much confusion about it? I think it's because coaching is um a, so it's such a big big umbrella and there's so many people in the coaching industry that have chosen to let's say specialize in different things. They've done additional trainings. Like a lot of times my coaching clients will say like, wow, that kind of felt like a little bit like a therapy session. And that's because a lot of the additional trainings I've done, I bring this kind of psychotherapeutic style to my coaching, but nevertheless, I'm not a therapist and the people that come to see me, you know, if they need therapy, I definitely refer them on to, you know, one of our therapists because I have limitations and, you know, who I can service, et cetera. But I think it just is because coaching is such a wide ranging industry and there's, you know, people that have been taught, you know, strategic coaching that is like, let's say executive coaching and very 
um, you know, point A to point B, like you go here to there, right? And coaching, as you may or may not know, comes from the athletic world, right? Like, you know, we see all these amazing athletes that have coaches, right? Even at the top of their game, they still have coaches. Why? Because they want to get to the next level, right? So it does come from that world. And we can have coaching that starts from that very strategic place, right on through to very specialized coaching. Because like I said, coaches have done additional trainings, and they bring in all of that to their sessions. It's interesting that you talk about specializations, because I remember when I was shopping for my coach, I was like, okay, what do I need? Like, sure, I could use help with relationships. Sure, I could use help with body confidence. Sure, I could use help with, you know, my career. Sure, I want to be a rock star every day when I wake up. So I really more looked for like a holy shit coach, like, like, holy shit, I'm going through all these things. Like, could you just help me with all of this stuff? And so I love that, um, you know, when you've talked about coaching in the past, you've always said like, yes, there's specializations, but it's really about the individual and, and strategically approaching them. Right. And exactly what they need. And typically with coaching, we're working with you know, higher functioning individuals. We're not working with people that let's say need psychological and emotional support. And that would be someone who definitely would benefit from a therapist. And have I had coaching clients that also have a therapist? A hundred percent. They work very well in tandem. Um, but we're not dealing with like emotional trauma and, you know, deep, held emotional, you know, issues and psychological issues. We're not trained for that. We're trained literally to help you accelerate your human potential, whether that's in the area of relationships or work or careers or whatever that might be. And our job is to actually push you and actually make you a little bit uncomfortable, right? Like one of my first uh, coach trainers said to me, like your job as a coach is to tell your client what 90% of the people in their life will not tell them right? And to really call them on that stuff, again, to get them to the next level. So you can imagine if you're working with someone who's, you know, very fragile or working with some, you know, emotional things or trauma, like that's not necessarily the suitable environment to work with a coach who is giving you this ongoing support and really push to get you to the next level. Okay, so let's say I'm one of our, our clients at Blue Hive, and I book a con- complimentary support call with you. And I say, you know, where should I start? Coaching or therapy? Here's what I'm going through. Tell me how you would explain the differences between them and how to help me decide, really, like, where do I get started? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, realistically, what I would do is get down to the nitty gritty of what you want support with. And I would ask a lot of questions about your background. Ideally, what I'm like trying to pull from you is whether or not you need help with, let's say, existing deep-rooted trauma. You know, again, things like these emotional and psychological issues, right away, I would know, okay, you know what? A coach isn't really trained to deal with that depth and level of stuff that's going on. Let's say, for example, someone's dealing with really heavy, like suicidal ideation or, um, you know, really thoughts that are deep-seated emotional things. Immediately, I would say, you know what? You need to speak to one of our awesome therapists. Maybe we can work together in the future. Maybe we'll work in tandem. But for these particular issues, this is where you need to go. So it's really a lot of questioning, a lot of getting to know the person's needs and where they're coming from and a little bit about what their history is. And a lot of times, you know, what clients come to you thinking they want or thinking they need, once you start talking to them, which is why I love that we have these complimentary support calls, once you start talking to them, you actually realize, oh, actually, no, you actually need this. Like, this is the direction to go in. So it's a lot of questions and a lot of digging deep. And 
mostly like for a coach, speaking as a coach, I will not enroll a client to work, you know, in a coaching program, whether it's a, you know, three, six or one year long container, unless we've had, you know, a full coaching session together. Because See, that's exactly what I was going to ask about. Yeah. We have this like, so when you design the program for Blue Hive, and we have a number of different coaches that we can support people with, but you designed it so that there was a one hour or potentially 90 minutes complimentary session right off the bat. So like, why is that so important? I know you were about to start going into that. Yeah. It's so important for so many different reasons. One, first of all, I, you know, I say this to when I was, you know, teaching this to, um, students, but also with telling my potential coaching clients, like we're starting a date, right? Like you wouldn't go on a first date with someone and then commit to them, you know, for, three months of your life, let alone the rest of your life, right? So it's it's part of the initial dating experience. So we want to see, um, you know, you used a great word before you said when you were shopping for your coach, I really think it's important to shop around and really see who you resonate with. And that's part of that first initial appointment is you want to see as a client, do you resonate with me as a coach? And I want to see as a coach, is this person going to be resonant? In other words, am I going to be able to help them? you know, do I have what they need? Right. I love that. It's two way. It's like a job interview. You're not just interviewing the candidate. You're also the candidates interviewing this company and this person. Like, absolutely. Like, is there a two way relationship that's going to work for both of you? Yeah. So, and it's a big commitment, right? Like when you're, you're, you're not doing, when you sign up for a coaching container or a coaching package, you're not doing like one-off sessions, right? Like I always compare it to a gym membership. Like we, we've all, or many of us, I, I'm, I'm speaking of myself here, have had the experience of like signing up for a gym membership where you kind of just pay as you go and you just show up when you feel like it and there's no accountability versus actually dishing out that extra bit of money, right, to get a personal trainer who you got to meet every week at this time for these many days, and they're going to push you. And it's a whole different experience. So because you're going to be literally married together, right, for however long a period you guys decide, it's really, really important that you establish a good foundation and that you're compatible to work with each other. And also that the client feels, um, that they're, they're, they're already getting value even before they've even agreed to work with you. Like my whole point is serve your ass off, right? Serve your ass off, be of service. And that's how the person will determine whether or not they, you know, they're compatible and you also determine if you're going to help them. Which kind of brings me down to like, okay, so I shopped around for a coach. I interviewed maybe like five different people before I decided on the coach that I'm with. And I'm now entering my third year working with her. I love her while simultaneously doing some therapy as well, depending on, on the time of the year. But what amazed me was the difference in price. Like, it really slapped me in the face how, like, on average, you're looking at, like, psychotherapy sessions are, like, 135 to $175, um, whereas you're looking at, you know, coaching is, like, $250 for a session or higher and, like, about $1,000 a month. So talk to me about why that is so much more expensive. And like, I know that we've talked about this before, but I want our listeners to like hear it from you as well, because I think that there's a lot of value in understanding that it's not just about that one session. Yeah, totally. So I, I've said this on many a podcast, including industry podcasts being interviewed by other coaches. I have a love hate relationship with the coaching industry. I think that some coaching is just insanely priced. Um, I, 
do believe that there are, you know, in, in any industry, there's a little bit of extremism with some things. However, um, I love where we are with this because, and I'll tell you the difference, um, therapists are very much trained in the model of having therapeutic boundaries. In other words, part of that is that you show up for your session, whatever time of day it is, whatever time of the week it is. And, you know, you may or may not have an email or something back and forth, but it's very much boundaried to that. Coaching is very different. Remember I said we're working with a different type of clientele. We're working with people that are, you know, often high achievers or ambitious or wanting to really focus on their personal growth. And a lot of times there's things that come up between sessions that this person needs support with. So whereas with, you know, a therapy client, you might say, great, I'll see you next session, right? And there's not a lot in, that happens in between. With a coaching client, I make myself available for basically, I call it virtually unlimited coaching, which means if, if I've given you homework or if I've, remember, I've made, my job is to make you uncomfortable, right? So if I've given you homework or I've given you something to do and it's in that in-between week and something's come up for you, right, with, with what I've pushed you to do and you need that extra support, I am here with you along the entire length of journey. Again, whether it's a three, six, or 12-month container. So I can call you. You can text. You can call. I, I usually tell my, Yeah, and the funny thing about this is because of the type of clientele that is attracted to coaching, I literally have to drill this into my clients because like, I didn't want to bother you. It's like, no, you're, you're, you're literally paying for us to be oh on this journey yes. together. And a lot of times high achieving people are like, oh, it's okay, I got this, I can do this on my own. It's like, no, you totally just hired me to help you. Yeah, you literally just <laughs> described my experience. My, co my coach is constantly like, would you just give me an update? I'm like, yeah, I'll give it to you next time we chat. She goes, I don't wanna wait till next time we chat because there's work that we can do in between exactly. virtually. I think that's really interesting. And it must be like, as a coach, it must be, you know, also, mentally focusing on this individual person's growth. I love when you related it back to the sports analogy because I imagine like if you're training somebody to be a tennis champion, you are really focused on their strengths, their weaknesses, what's going to make them shine. And I imagine that that's, that also takes up space. So that 100%. Yeah, because you're like, whatever, you're at a, I mean, back when we could go to bookstores, like you, you'll be at a bookstore, you're hearing an interview where there's like a podcast that you listen to and you're like always thinking of like, oh my God, this client, this is what's up for them. Maybe I can send this to them. So you're very involved in that relationship. And of, of course, I'm not a therapist, so I can only speak to it from my perspective, but you're very involved at a, at a different level. And again, it's, it's because, you know, my belief is that, and I will have one of our therapists on the show soon to, to, you know, rebuttal this or give their point of view. But my belief is that it's so necessary to have that hard and fast boundary as a therapist, because you're dealing with sometimes a lot of really heavy, heavy, heavy stuff, stuff that we just don't deal with in coaching. Now, does that mean if my client's having a particular heavy day or something's you know, maybe coming up and it's linked to their childhood, we don't go there. A hundred percent we go there, right? Like I'm trained, I do inner child work. I do a lot of that stuff where I said to you, some of my clients say, wow, this felt like a therapy session. However, that these are like one-off experiences. I'm not working with someone's deep, deep, you know, childhood stuff and trauma and psychological issues, right? That's again, in the purview of therapy. So I think it's important for them to have those boundaries and to really set that up. Also, 
you know, I'm right now I'm getting certified as a mind body therapist and we are also learning that therapeutic model of boundaries. So there is a huge difference in that with coaching. However, again, because you're pushing your client to that next level of thing, like I want an update from my clients, just like your coach said to you, like I, if something comes up and like my client tells me the week of our call that like something went down in the week and I know that we could have got in there and maybe just even picked up the phone and did a quick laser coaching session um, so that they didn't have to navigate that hurdle on their own and they'd be that next step ahead. Like that's, a, that's an amazing thing that we can offer. And a lot of times like you, <laughs> they're waiting until that call. And I'm like, no, you have to call me sooner. Now you said laser coaching. Explain what that means for everybody listening. Yeah. I mean, literally what it sounds like laser coaching is like, so for example, I had given a client of mine, uh, some homework, um, around some relationship stuff and she took on the challenge and was head on going to get in there and I won't go into details, um, to not, you know, give her away. But basically in the midst of like taking on this challenge, which involved having a difficult conversation, she had a bit of a stumble having that difficult conversation and sent herself basically on a spiral um, throughout the rest of the week. Whereas if she got on a call with me, we could have very quickly broken down what was going on, you know, got her perspective shifted, maybe gotten a little bit out of her emotional state. She could have, you know, self-corrected and not have had to suffer for the four extra days until our next session came up, right? So laser coaching is basically us going in with a laser focus on what's up right now, this second, and let's see if we can tweak it and like get you off, you know, same as, you know, Serena Williams in the middle of a tennis, tennis match. She has some kind of hiccup. Her mindset gets funky. You know, if, you know, her coach is on the sidelines saying, yo, you come here, come with time out one second, come here. Like what's going on? What's happening? Just, you know, fix her mindset, get it all fixed up so she can get back in the game and get straight and just win yeah, that championship so she go down like a rabbit hole. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think this is really helpful. And I mean, I hope that our listeners really start to understand too the difference. Cause I have to admit when I first started doing the shopping journey, I found it super overwhelming. So, you know, I think that this is really helpful. And for those listening, if you ever want to dive into like, what's the best fit for you, definitely book one of our complimentary support calls. I think that they're game changing. Yeah, absolutely. And from that call, like if it's someone that, you know, decides or we decide together that actually coaching is the next step, then we book that other, you know, complimentary hour coaching session again, because you really need to test drive this process. Um, sometimes I've gotten into those conversations with people and it's been an amazing call, but it was clear to me and at the, by the end of the call, clear to that person that actually they didn't need coaching. Like that wasn't for them. And it's like, great, at least we know this now, right? Mm -hmm. And instead of going through the whole process. And because, like you said, coaching is such a big investment in comparison to, you know, one-off therapy sessions, um, you you want to actually give that person that test drive. I mean, if you're, you're not going to, I don't know anyone, I mean, unless you're maybe Jeff Bezos, but you're not running, you're not going into the Ferrari dealership and just being, I'll take that one. Even if you've got money to pay for it straight out, you're like, I want to test drive this. So that's what these calls are about. They're about test driving the service. They're about test driving the coach, really seeing if this is for you. And a lot of times I've had these sessions with people and I could tell that they weren't suitable for coaching. I knew it was going to be like pulling teeth to get them to, you know, do stuff and to open up and 
you know, and, and that's not fun either from, for me as a coach. So it's, it's like you said, it's a, it's a dual interview, right. To see if you're compatible. So now I'm curious because we've talked about me from the coaching end of things. I'm curious about your experience as a client. Now, of course, as a coach, I've also received coaching. Um, so I've been both, but you've never been the coach. You've always been the client. And I'm really curious to um, know more about what your experience was like. So we talked a little bit about how just even shopping for the coach was overwhelming. Like, I wonder if you could say a little bit more about why that was overwhelming for you and what was involved in that and, and how, how did you come to your final decision to work with the coach you work with now? Mm, yeah. So the first, the first foray into coaching, you know, I, I hit up Google and I'm looking for, you know, coaches in my neighborhood, whatever. And almost all the coaches that came up that I was interested in actually weren't in my neighborhood. And I had this like preconceived notion that I needed to physically be in the same city with my coach. And I, oh. went, I got started getting obsessed with that idea. And so I ended up finding a couple of coaches that were in my city and I went and I interviewed them. And what I realized is even though they were in my city, they still did everything on, on virtually. So it was all video calls. It was all over the phone, over text, over email. And so I was like, okay, well then why was I keeping my limitations so geographically tight? Like maybe the best coach for me wasn't around the corner. And I didn't really have the best conversations. I felt like there was a lot of assumptions. There was less questions. There was more solutioning. And I started to learn about the fact that a lot of coaches have very different coaching training and backgrounds. And once I realized how unregulated that space was and how the bodies of education were so different, I actually decided to spend even more time interviewing people because yeah, call. I was like, okay, you guys aren't on the same page in terms of how you're trained or how you approach me. Um, like that was difficult for me. And, and I also didn't know how I was going to respond to somebody challenging me. Very A-type, very tough myself. I am proudly aggressive, and I just don't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I would chew their face off or not. I was like, how is this going to go? Knowing full well that I still needed somebody to put me in my place and challenge me because I was never going to change any other way. So I was ready for a coach. Like, I had gone through therapy on and off for about 10 years and I was ready for a coach and I thought you know I'm not getting from therapy anymore what I think I needed and I mean through osmosis being your niece I got to hear you talk about coaching and I was like I think that's a better fit for me so I kept interviewing interviewing and then um I interviewed a couple more coaches um and I was kind of narrowing it down and then I went on a vacation that I you know with you and and, and with my coach and we went and did that spiritual retreat in Bali. And I got oh, a chance. Oh, yes. The yeah. one we hosted together. The one you guys hosted. And you two um, challenged me as a participant in that session, in that week, very strongly. And I was able to really get outside of my head and look at things differently. And for the first time, not only reframe the way I was thinking, but really sit in a different perspective. And I always say to my girlfriends, like, once you see, you can't unsee. So once I saw that there was a different way, couldn't unsee that anymore and I knew that it was time for like the change to start occurring and so I ended up hiring hiring that person and I think the reason that worked for me during the shopping experience is because I had a session whereas with all the other coaches it was almost like an interview yeah and they were trying to pitch you they or were sell trying you. to pitch me versus asking me questions about myself to engage and so there was a totally different experience and it was like a hell yes I need to work with this person because they, they challenged me right off the bat and they, they asked the right questions to get underneath the issues 
and to reframe and rethink about the way I was looking at things versus, I think it was five people I had interviewed. They had all tried to sell me on their packages as opposed to engage me in a session. And I didn't really understand that difference. Such a huge difference. Because they sold that first session in as a free session. So they said all the right things. But when you were in that session, it wasn't in fact mm-hmm. a free session it wasn't like us actually getting underneath the top of the issue so that's that's really what turned me to the coach that I that I chose um yeah and you had a really good distinction in there as well because you know coaching I remember when I first started you know I had the, the scoffers you know even you know even people in the family that were like oh well you know I can get advice from my friends for free I don't have to pay for it and it's like mm, Coaching isn't about advice giving. In fact, you'd never oh want to God. give advice as a coach. You actually want yes. to ask powerful questions, knowing that your client has all the answers that they ever need. So I that wish, was, I wish my coach would give me advice. No. She always talks to us, this is not about me. I'm not making this decision for you. And I want to slap her. It's actually See? probably why it's virtual. See? <laughs> so I can't throw anything at her when Exactly. I want to. It's for our own self-protection. Yes, yes. But that is a huge distinction, is that it's it is about helping your client, you know, I, I, I always say something which, you know, I'm sure people think is cheesy, but it's helping your client get to their greatest becoming, like whoever that's meant to be. And that's not for me to say, and for me to advise you, like you have that in you, you are the one that knows, you know, even when you think you don't know, right? One of my favorite coaching questions is, well, pretend you did know. Because every time you say that to someone when they're in an I don't know state, they, they find the answer miraculously if you say to them, well, what if you did know? Guess what? They always know. <laughs> so I love that distinction that you just brought up there. Always know. And I, and I think one of the other things that I've really benefited from is even if the logic points you in both decisions as being completely sound because you're an intelligent person, you can make excellent logical decisions. Knowing isn't about the logic. Knowing is about the feeling and knowing that you this feels right for who you are and what, what your next phase is. And connecting logic with emotion has been the greatest lesson I've gotten from coaching because I'm a smart woman. I can figure my shit out. I can solve my problems. I can come up with the two answers. Like that's not the problem. It's which one is best for me is never going to come down to a logical analysis. Mm. It's never going to be that question. You need to really get and tap into just instincts and how to instinctually decide on things and I think that's been an incredible lesson through the whole process and without knowing it at the time but looking at it in hindsight that's also how I chose my coach yeah because it felt better in the session and I walked out of it feeling good and if I look back at it now and I can acknowledge that I see the the connection in I may I have made the best choices in my life for me when I feel into it and I don't just say okay well I can afford you you know, I can do this. In fact, my coach was the most expensive of the six people that I spoke to in total. And I was panicking about that. And I was like, could I afford it? Could I afford it? After that first hour alone with her, it didn't matter if I could afford it. I made it a priority and reshuffled my budget Mm. because all of a sudden I saw the difference. I got it. And that leads me to my next question, which is, I mean, I talked about it from a very technical perspective, but as a consumer of this, as a customer and a client, what have you seen as the primary difference receiving coaching for you versus receiving therapy? Mm-hmm. Okay, so a few things jump out at, uh, jump to the top of my mind. The first is the amount of dedication and time. I do really enjoy the in-between chats. In fact, like I do more WhatsApp voice notes 
I call them like WhatsApp podcasts because they're usually like seven <laughs> to nine minutes long. I'm sure she enjoys receiving them. You know what? I got one from her that was 14 minutes. So there, there we're on you the go. same page. They're in laser coaching on WhatsApp. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So um, I really enjoy the in-betweens because sometimes I need a day or two to digest what I learned and then apply it and then see how it goes. Or I might struggle with how to apply it or may realize maybe I need to shuffle around the focus. So that's one thing. I really enjoy the in-between. The other thing I would say is like therapy helped me understand some of the like innate childhood patterns, trauma that I might have experienced as a child of things that impacted my fears. And then coaching helped me take the fear and turn it into motivation and enthusiasm. Oh, what a great distinction. Yeah. That's so because awesome. you can't really change fear into motivation until you understood what it came from. And then debunk its power and like disarm it completely. And I think that's what therapy did for me. It just, it helped me become aware of the fear, where it came from. And then coaching helped me turn it from a pain point and a, and a, and a disability to an actual motivation and empowering behavior, which I, I've really noticed now after doing both for as long as I have. That's amazing. That's actually a really great answer. I think therapy is wonderful at building emotional resilience and capacity. I it's agree. invaluable yeah. for that and working through all that stuff with someone that's trained to help you navigate like all of that stuff and, and also know which buttons to push. Yeah. Like I'm going to I I actually want you to cry. I want you to let that shit out. Don't hold it back to tell me a story. Right. Like yeah. release the emotion and then let's unpack the emotion and figure out where it's coming from. I just, I love that they know which buttons to push. And likewise, my coach knows which buttons to push too. They're just different buttons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and, and it's all about the button pushing at the end of the day. Fuck yes, it is. <laughs> and like, you can, like, you know, I'm swearing when I get really passionate about this because the buttons are like, oh, they're painful sometimes. And you're just like, why am I doing this to myself? And then you get through the pain and you're like, this is why I'm doing this to myself. And I can guarantee you when I talk to my girlfriends about this, every single time what comes out is like, I don't want to coach or I don't want a therapist. I don't want to try these things because I don't want to go through the hard work. But the other side is so freeing and it has been worth every cent spent. It has been worth every hour spent and you can't quantify or put a dollar figure on the level of freedom. My, my heart feels and the level of peace that you feel in your decision-making because life doesn't get any easier as you get older. In fact, like if anything, it gets more complex. So Having that support system is incredible. And well, and to answer some of those, if any of the girlfriends that you have said that to you are listening to this, is you better you, be. You don't. They better be right. <laughs> right. But they don't. You don't need to be a hundred percent ready to enter therapy or coaching. You just need to be a little bit curious about what your could change in your life, and you need to just be a little bit willing to say to yourself, okay, even though I don't know what's at the other side, I don't know how I'm going to get there, let's say, whether it's, you know, emotional healing or the promotion or the best relation or whatever yeah, you want, yeah. you know, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm really, really curious. And even though I'm afraid, I'm willing, right? It's all about the willingness to put my foot in and to do the work. Because even though our job as a coach is to push you, our job is not to push you past where you're ready to go. Our job is to not buy into the story that you're telling us that you're not ready to go when we're trained to actually see, yeah, you kind of are ready. You're just a little scared. So it's not about pushing you 
to where you're not ready and, and making your life complete terror and discomfort all the time. But it is about not believing the stories that you tell yourself because we all tell ourselves these stories about how we're not good enough and how we're this and that and not ready and blah, blah, blah. And my job as a coach to say, yeah, you know what? That's actually bullshit because I could see this about you and this about you. And really my job is to hold up a mirror to you, yeah. to all the goodness you're not seeing so that you can just go be your badass self. I'd say like my other favorite lesson with coaching is always, it was, was always around, go, go out there and find all the evidence of why what you just told me is not true. Yeah. I so love go, that go, do your, go do your own research. Like, okay, you're afraid to try this new job and new career because you're scared you won't make enough money or the same amount of money that you were making before. Now go, go back and go through all the times in your life where you've been able to make money mm-hmm. and how, and, and all the times there were obstacles. Did you get through them? Did you accomplish this? Well, yes, you did. So what makes you think you can't accomplish this? I, that activity gets me through some of the hardest obstacles that I create in my own mind out of, out of pure fear. And it just catapults me forward. And I think it's so incredible. And you're finding the answers yourself, right? That's one of my favorite yeah, so activities. You're getting these tools that, from coaching that you're not like, we don't repeat the same lessons a lot. Like maybe a, a few times, like if I'm having like a resurgence of something, but almost always I've learned something that I take with me in my pocket and is now a tool for me. Um, and I love that because all the times that people say, I think what you said earlier really struck me. Oh, well, I don't want coaching or therapy because I have my friends or I have my family or I have people to talk to. How incredibly selfish of you to put that shit on your family and friends. <laughs> and like, I think of it that way, but you're right. <laughs> like what a selfish fucking bitch. Like take that stuff and go hire a professional to deal with your crap because not, not nobody else wants to. <laughs> Because bet you any money is that your friend and family are going to now need therapy because of your crap because you put them under so much hell. Oh. Like, I'd love to bring my best self to a relationship, friendship, family member, loved one, not bring my, like, woe is me. I need you to help build me up again. Like, that is such selfish crap. Anyways, I'm just calling Ooh. that out how it is. Like, that. Ooh, that was you, a rant. I, you like, I like that. You pressed one of my buttons. That was a button. <laughs> but I like that rant. But no, but I, you know what? You're so right. I never thought of it that way, but you're 100% right. And I, you know, coaching, and I just want to pin this or like, you know, put a pin in it for the people listening, because let's give them some tools too. like that particular example that you just gave of, you know, and I give that to my clients at all the time. I even do that to myself when I get caught up in a loop is go and find the evidence. So like, for example, I'm afraid, you know, I don't want to get back into another relationship because I'm afraid it's going to end like all the other ones. Well, go and find the evidence of where you're actually good at relationship, right? Instead of focusing on where you're bad at relationship, right? And that evidence is all around you. Or go and find the evidence that you can't make it work at a new skill or new job or whatever. And if you're going to take any tools from this, for those of you listening, if you're ever caught up in a, I can't, or this will never work because, and your negative mindset, which by the way, is not there to kill you. It's there to protect you. And is teach and teach you but if it's getting you caught up sit down and actually do a journal activity where you're finding the evidence to the contrary of what this belief is and it's out there it's always out there and again going back to it's like none of that is about the coach giving you advice it's about saying here's the tool here's the hammer here's the nails go off and go build this thing on your own and see what you come to and then you'll see that look you did it on your own right it's pretty cool. 
Awesome. It was really cool to hear your experience as a client, because obviously I've heard feedback from my clients, but it was interesting to hear your process about how you went from, you know, interviewing, choosing coaching to what is happening with you now versus what you experienced in therapy. And I think that was like really valuable, even for me to hear. I know it's valuable for the audience, but I also find it entertaining that I tell you almost everything. There's still things that you don't know about me that I shock you with when we do these podcasts. It's well, that's because I'm not running around with a microphone, like I interviewing know, I you. Love it. It's really <laughs> like seeing the shock. Everybody's like, I've known you since birth. And yet there's new shit that I didn't know. I, I love that. This has been so much fun. It is. It has mm-hmm. been fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys listening got a lot out of this episode. I know we got a lot about, you know, researching it and, and putting it on for you guys. And if you are curious about, really any of our services at Blue Hive Health, you can go on over to bluehivehealth.com and check that out. And if you want to book a complimentary uh, little mini sort of conversation session assessment. Complimentary support call. Thank you. Complimentary support call. Yes. Um, yeah, let's let's get that booked in. You can go to our uh, contact us page on the website and click on the button and book that and we'll see what's right for you. But we, we're, I'm so happy and proud of what we're doing and all of our amazing coaches and therapists that we have at Blue Hive. So this was really fun, Steph. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Blue Hive HealthCast. For more information on our programs or on what you've learned here today, contact us by visiting bluehivehealth.com.